Welcome to episode two of the Retail Therapy Podcast. I'm your host, XR. Dylan is off this week, but we have a very, very special guest. Please, everyone, give a warm welcome to Alex, the founder, creator, and the mastermind behind Pearl Ivory. If you all remember, we had Alex on the show for the Selected Podcast, but a lot has changed since then. So we're going to chop it up about Pearl Ivory and kind of the growth of the brand as a whole. Alex, man, how you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. I'm good. It's been a while. I'm happy to be here. It's been a while. I mean, you and I have maintained a pretty good friendship. You know, we talk, you know, pretty often and, and kind of chop it up with what's going on. But, um, you know, for those who remember, Pearl Ivory was really a vintage platform that you started. Um, what is it, about a year and a half ago now? How long has it been? Yeah, it was about, um, I started like the actual web store in February of, I think, 2021. And then I started mm-hmm. curating in November of 2020. And the last time we talked, like really your focus was just curation and like getting inventory in, right? I mean, you kind of yeah, solidified exactly. your, you kind of like solidified your branding and how you wanted to brand Pearl Divery. And we were talking about before we recorded when, when we had talked, Pearl Divery had around 500 followers. A year later, right. a little over a year later, you had 11K. I mean, how, how does that feel to have grown that much in such a short amount of time? It's pretty dope. I mean, um, you know, we, it was one of those things that was kind of like at the beginning, you just didn't really know what would happen. It kind of turned into something that I truly love. And like, I still love to do what I do now. Um, and then it just kept growing into, uh, you know, the main element of what we wanted to do when we first started was always for it to be a brand. It wasn't never supposed to be almost like a, a reselling uh, page or platform. We always wanted to instill a certain identity with everything that we were doing. Right. Um, right. So, you know, it's really cool that like people uh, really, um, you know, mess with the brand a lot. They really enjoy what we do. Um, we're kind of in the in the glimpses of some uh, rebranding, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and then we could get into that a little bit more. Um, yep. But yeah, it's been amazing. It's been an awesome ride. We've had a lot of milestones that have been really amazing to hit so early on. Um, but yeah, we're excited and it's just amazing now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember when we when we talked uh, at the beginnings, it was a lot about getting t-shirts in the door, getting pants in the door, getting, you know, vintage jackets in the door or whatever. And since then, it seems mm-hmm. like you've solidified that part of the business, right? With like curation and making sure that you have a good supply of product. And now really the focus has been gar- like your own cut and sew garments, your very own, basically a clothing brand, essentially. Um, what? When when did you when did you feel like the vintage side of the business was you know okay enough for you to move on to wanting to to make your own garments for Pearl Divery? So you know we touch so many like vintage garments every day every week yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. so much all the time um, and I think there was something that like you know every designer takes inspiration from you know vintage and vintage garments and you know silhouette shape and everything like that from vintage garments. Right. Um, and, you know, there, when we first started, um, we dropped our, like a cropped hoodie. That was like our first um, actual silhouette piece yeah. that we actually created from uh, like cut and sewn. Yeah. Um, and it was more of like a testing, like an experiment um, to see, you know, how people, you know, reciprocate to this product dropping from like a vintage page. Mm. And we got a lot of love from it, the first drop. And it was very surprising to see that like people wanted to see like, you know, Pearl Ivory on a tag, you know, they right. wanted to see like our own, I think now, since we've touched so many pieces, 
and so many garments in ourselves that we, we see almost like a, a market gap, mm. um, as well as like, uh, a, a voice in our own curation as well as our own design aspect of um, pieces we're creating. Um, so we, we're now, because we're so influenced by like um, vintage garments that we want to create like our own pieces um, from different inspirations of uh, old garments. Like we don't necessarily want to recreate what's already made. Like we don't want to recreate like, you know, like double knees mm-hmm. um, or like car hearts right. like that. Um, but we, we love the silhouette of it. So we want to create it with like maybe a different type of fabric or maybe like our own touch on this fabric that, um, or our own touch on the silhouette that we really like, but like we can implement both of them, um, like a mix or a hybrid. Um, so these pair of pants that we're actually coming out with next week, um, should be dropping next week, um, locally. Uh, and then we're actually going to have a pop-up in Orlando just for the pants, um, kind of like a local, just like give back in a way. Um, so everyone, that comes, we'll have first, first dibs on the pieces. And then we'll go to the web store um, about the week after. And this pair of pant is like Japanese cotton, kind of like a mix between like a fisherman pant and a workwear mm-hmm. pant, super lightweight, um, can wear every, literally you can wear it yeah. every single day. Um, and it's probably my favorite pair of pants. You can wear it with boots, sneakers. It's, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, we just kind of found our voice in like our own silhouettes and our own, um, uh, like design elements and we kind of want to present that because I don't think there's any garments on the marketplace that can present those pieces. Yeah, that's a good point. I, the pants, by the way, congratulations on, on, on moving into moving into pants. You know, it, it's like the natural progression. You did the hoodies and I know you've done t-shirts you. and now you're going, going for pants and right. it's just really awesome to see the pants look beautiful. Uh, we'll make sure to, when we post this on Instagram, we'll put it on the carousel because the pants really do look great. Um, but going back yeah, of course, man. Going back to the cropped zip-up hoodie. Honestly, I, dude, I love that piece. I, I bought that piece uh, when it came out. It's, it's like one of my, fa- it's like my favorite hoodie that I have. It's like perfectly cropped. Love the double zips. Um, the silhouette is beautiful. It, like the shape is so interesting. But I remember, and I hope you don't mind me sharing this, but I remember when we, when we first, when you had first shown me the pictures of the hoodie, you were like, Hey, do you think this is a good price point? And you've always done that. And some, that's something I've always appreciated about you is that you always hit me up and you're like, Hey, like, what do you think about this price point? Do you think people, you know, do you think this is okay? And, and I just want to reiterate to the audience that although you're making your own pieces, you always had at every step of the way, whether design process to pricing, you always had, you know, your audience's interest best in mind, you know? For sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We never wanted to tax or anything like that. Like, of course we want our pieces to be exclusive, but we also want them to be attainable. Um, we don't think that, you know, money's great. Of course, like it's kind of what promotes us to, you know, instill in more experiments and like, you know, present more designs and everything like that. It's what drives us. Right. Yeah. You need money to build things and try things and everything like that. But that's not the, what we're in this for, you know, we're trying to present, you know, garments that have longevity, Mm -hmm. um, like, this isn't one of the fashion is one of those two things, right? Like you either really love it and you could stay in it and you want to keep building it and growing it, or it could be a cash grab. Um, and we never want that to be something that we're known for. We really genuinely care about the fabrics. We really genuinely care about garments, um, like in quality and longevity. Yeah. And like when you're investing in us, we want to make sure that you're investing in a piece that will last you years. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So that's like our main, uh, push. And we just want, 
you know, we want everyone to feel like they're not being, you know, taken advantage of or whatever, because like, we know what, what, what it takes to make these specific pieces. And like, we don't want to, we're never trying to pull as much money as we can out of it. You know what I mean? We just want to make sure that everyone's taken care of and it loves the piece and can make it affordable. I remember I texted you this too, when the hoodie came in, Mm -hmm. I was like, dude, this, the quality on this, like you could have charged double for this man. Like I seen designer hoodies that, that go for three, four times as much. And you priced it at, at a place where, you know, most people I I would say could, could afford it. And it was just, you know, I'm really happy that, that you kind of have that, design philosophy and, and that business philosophy. And I think that's translated well into the success of Pearl Divery because I think people see y'all as a platform for the people, not necessarily trying to squeeze money out of their customers, you know, and, and that's something that I've always appreciated. Thank you, man. Yeah, we definitely take pride in all of that. We want to make sure you guys, again, we want to make sure it, you're in, people work hard for their money. You know what I mean? Like that's just how it is. And we don't want to ever, we don't want to ever take advantage of that. And we never want to take advantage of the people that like really love product and really love specifically vintage product um, and be able to like drive them up a wall for specific things. I mean, there are times where like our prices will, you know, rise just because of like investment and content investment and employees. Like now we have five before it was just me, you know what I mean? But now we have, yeah, we have a a team of about five of us now. So there's me, um, Jerry, who's our designer. Um, there's Alex who takes all of our photos. Um, she does all of our lookbooks and mm-hmm. TikTok content, um, stuff like that. We have Bella, um, who helps us with like all of the YouTube channel stuff, um, reels, like video work. Um, and then we have Manu who, uh, she actually is our intern. Um, so she helps with like packaging. Um, she actually is styling mm-hmm. a lot of things. Um, we're actually opening up a, this is like a good introduction um, for the podcast, but like we're actually opening a woman's line um, for Pearl Ivory. Um, and so that we have a really large women's team um, like on, so there's probably like two, it's me and Jerry and then the rest um, are women and they do an amazing job at like everything they do. And they, so we, they always, they kept pushing me towards like a women's, you know, yeah. line essentially, just because I don't think there is one in the market. Um, or at least there's not a brand or a page that facilitates yeah. both genders yeah. um, to present um, these pieces. So we wanted to be kind of that market gap to present both. So we're dropping those and she helps with styling and everything like that. So yeah, there's about five of us and we're kind of changing everything in terms of like presentation, like on our website, um, we're getting away from like, you know, the concrete um, photo taking on the floor. Yeah, yeah which of is course. Super dope still. But we we're like kind of going into this direction where we're going in this direction where we're trying to separate ourselves from um, from everybody, you know, and trying to be have more of a an identity to us where it's a lot more noticeable. One hundred percent. I I want to go back to what you said about the employees bit because for I mean for a long time and this was a one man show. You were really doing everything on your own, and that's something that I mean the hustle was crazy. Yeah. But I'm so glad to see that you're at a place now where you have other people on the team. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that's incredible that you've been able to bring on a diverse set of people to kind of represent Pearl Ivory. Um, but you know, at, at, at what point did you did you realize, look, I need to bring more people onto the team. This is getting too big for me to handle on myself. And was that a hard decision for you to make? Yeah, um, I think it was towards the end of the year last year. And um, 
so I hired Alex. Uh, she's amazing. She does everything like photography, lookbook wise, like all of our lookbooks that you see that's taken from her and edited by her. Um, she takes a lot of like our, like our um, actual lookbooks for products that we take. She takes them on film. So she's great. Super talented. Um, so back in about, I would say in uh, maybe January, um, I moved into our new showroom space in January. And, you know, it comes to a point in time, like in a, in a business way where you can't, you know, facilitate, you can't spend so much time doing mundane things, right? You can't, if I'm spending like three hours a day just packing orders, then I can't spend those three hours a day sourcing or three hours a day planning on new collections, you know, yeah, talking to our production team to create new pieces. So that three hours is a lot of time. Um, so, you know, thank God that, um, and we're super grateful that our brand has been doing well enough where I'm able to afford uh, an employee. Um, and, you know, they've been doing, she helped me do a lot of orders and stuff like that, which has been really great. Um, Alex did. And then she got a lot more busy with the content stuff. So I wanted to make sure she just primarily focused on that. Yeah. So now we have an intern that does all the stuff where, you know, I want to give, I, I wanted to give back to someone who not even just give back, but I was in that situation too, where yeah, of course. I wanted to be an intern and I never, re- never really knew where to go because in Orlando, there's not many brands that do things at a, at a level that we're trying to do things at, you know what I mean? Yeah. And in total respect to everybody doing their own thing, but I think we're trying to really push specific product that isn't really known in Orlando yet. Um, so, you know, I wanted to give back to someone that was really helpful. And I saw the same drive and same like love, love and passion um, in, you know, in fashion and branding and all that stuff like I do in our intern, Manu. So yeah. she kind of came into the picture probably around April time, um, March, April time. And then, um, yeah, that was like another thing where I could just like facilitate her to do the things that you know, Alex, what didn't want to do anymore, or like where I wanted her to primarily focus on the things that she's amazing at. And then as Manu moves up and things move in a direction where I want it to go, like she'll get more into styling and more things like that. So, you know, trying to teach people and do different things like that, you know, you have to take an, uh, a risk to open up more time for yourself for more opportunities for the brand. Yeah, 100%. And like you said, you know, at, at one point you get, you get to that growth where it's hard for you to do everything on your own. And that just comes with with the growth of a business, but also too, you know, affording, giving people that want to be in this industry and, and don't necessarily know how to get their foot in the door with designing, fulfillment, et cetera. Exactly. You know? And I think that's really important too, is like giving people the opportunity to, to kind of get involved with the business, if you will. Um, but yeah, after, so after the hoodies, um, you all had uh, some t-shirts and then moving on to the, moving on to the mm-hmm. pants um, you know, and I know it might be hard to say, but like long term, where would you like Pearl Ivory to be? Would you like to have permanent collections? And, and then I guess like, do you feel like right now you're at a good point or, or are, you, are you even looking ahead or not? So right now we're diving into, um, you know, I'm, I've been thinking about this kind of for a while, right? Yeah. Where, um, so the perfect tease that we created, I think I would be doing myself, um, I wouldn't say I, w- I would feel very like disappointed in myself if I was to get away from vintage Yeah, just because I love the aspect, the quality of vintage fabrics and the, like the worn feeling of all of these pieces yeah. is on, you can't manipulate a garment to feel right. like that. No matter what process you put it through, it will never feel, feel like a completely like sun faded, like paper thin t-shirt. Right. It won't. 
Um, so our goal now is to basically, and we've been diving into this a little bit more, and we've been trying to work with our production team a little bit more, um, is to basically uh, present more silhouettes into uh, like what's already created. So kind of like how Bodhi does like things where they, you know, they buy old vintage mm-hmm. textiles and then they cut and right. sew those fabrics, like whether they use blankets or sheets or whatever. Um, so right now we're trying to work with our production team to almost like use what we already have. Um, whether it be like, you know, a blank t-shirt, like what we did with right. the perfect tee, we found a vintage blank black tee, um, where we thought like the quality was amazing. It felt so like it, it just fit, fell on your body. So great as well as being sustainable, right? We're not like buying fabrics up, you know, like yards and yards of fabrics um, that feel all the same. You know, all of these pieces feel completely unique. So when we disassembled these garments and we cut and sewed the, like cut and sewed them into the perfect shape of what we think the perfect t-shirt would fit like, um, that was almost like something that we felt that we had a voice in, but we're not necessarily, you know, causing any harm to what's already a harmful thing for right. the planet, like fast right, fashion right. and stuff like that. So right now we're moving into this direction where we want to almost like create these uh, like silhouettes through uh product that we already have. So for example, we're working on actually um, a pair of pro ivory mm-hmm. jeans um, at the moment. So apart from the pants we're dropping, we are reusing uh, vintage Levi's that we've had sitting for like, you know, year, yeah, yeah. I mean like a year now where they're just like really big sizes and like a little bit really big sizes that, you know, they're hard to move because a lot of our demographic is like between a waist size of like, you know, like 29, 34 around there. So it's like, what do we do with these size 40s, 42s, stuff like that. So we're actually working with our production team to create our own pair of jeans with our own kind of silhouette um, with those extra pairs of jeans at the moment. So when we like take apart the, take apart the leg and put it through like our, our own patterns that we've created ourselves and, you know, t- uh, putting our own hardware in it and our own tag and everything like that. So we're really working towards that at the moment. And like, so basically, I hate how the word repurpose is used nowadays. Like repurpose could mean like screen printing on a t-shirt. You know what right, I mean? Right. It can mean anything. Um, so we're actually like reusing this fabric, reusing this um, like levi denim that we've been sitting on for years and actually presenting it in a silhouette that we wanted to for a long time so we're just working on that now and i think that's where we're going towards a little bit more of a a silhouette based company um where we just really care about um quality and you know shape more than anything so i think that's where we're trying to go at the moment and then keep coming out with our own cut and sewn pieces and our own collections but staying true to the vintage aspect of what we really love doing. Yeah, and I think um, even if you move away, not necessarily move away from vintage because that, that's not what you're doing, but even if you know your focus is more towards creating these new pieces that you want for yourself, you know the love for vintage is still there. That's pretty obvious, you know, whether it's, exactly. like you said, using old pairs of clothing and making something new. The Perfect Tee was a good example of that, in my opinion. Instead of using new fabric, taking fabric that already exists and making something new. So, so the vintage, you know, the love for vintage is still there, which, which I really appreciate just creating something special with those garments. Um, and yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I think it's a great thing. And, and, you know, something that you and I've always talked about since we've been friends is that you've always had an appreciation for how clothes fall on the body, like making sure that proportions are correct, yeah. how 
you know, how did this pair of pants look with this particular shoe or, or, you know, like you said, what is the perfect, you know, what does the perfect t-shirt even mean? Like what, what would that look like? So it's good to see that y'all are going to continue that philosophy moving forward. Right. I mean, let's take a step back from home beginnings. I remember when you were first doing some Instagram lives. I mean, you were, it was in, it was in the bed, it was in your bedroom at at your house. I mean, (laughs) what is that like being able to go from basically your garage to, to a studio space? It's pretty amazing. I mean, it it was definitely like there's those are those humble beginnings, you know, where everybody starts at. And it's just about, you know, taking that jump and just really just trusting in your vision and trusting in what you do and what you want to like want to really present to the world. Um, I thought having a showroom was always my like dream and having creating an experience for our fans or our consumers is really important to me, whether it be buying through the website or coming into for a showroom appointment. Like now when you come in through a showroom appointment, let's say you put on a pair of pants and they don't really fit you as well, but you love them, right? I'm sure that's happened to a lot of us. Well, now we have the ability where we, we, we're really close with our production team where, you know, let's say, and we've, so we, we actually like basically had a consultation meeting with our production team where they teach us how to alter and like give alterations and measure alterations for our consumers. So when you come in for a showroom appointment now, let's say you put on a pair of, you know, Levi 501s and they fit really beautifully. They, they stack really nice, but they're a little bit too big on your hips. If you give us about a week, we could bring it to our production team and they'll bring them in for you. And then you come pick it up. And then now they're your perfect sized pants. Right. So we try, we try to create a whole experience for you where you feel taken care of all the time. And you feel like, you know, you're very cherished when like, like we're giving you a huge hug every time you buy something from us or like, you feel taken care of where you could come and feel like, you know what, I want a pair of pants, but like you order online and you don't know your measurements. Like how many people really genuinely know their measurements? Not a lot of people. They know that they're, they know that they're a medium. You know what I mean? You know that you're a large, but you don't know that you're a 21 by 24. Like I do, you know? So it's kind of giving those people the general knowledge of understanding how, how specific and detailed fashion really is. And we, we try to inform all those people um, when they come for an appointment and, now we're trying to instill that with our content as well as like some other things that we're doing. So, yeah. And, and I have to give kudos to your team. The content on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram has been really good. It's been great. I, I, I love the, the kind of artistic style and vision that y'all have had. Um, so, you know, I, I know y'all will keep up doing great work there, but you know, going back to the Thank showroom you. and what you're doing, it's like, like you said, creating an experience for people within the showroom now, is y'all showroom like a joint office space for you? How how have you designed your space to work for your team, but also work for customers coming in? So we don't do showroom appointments every single day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of other people, they do, right? Where they have like, if they do have a showroom, they'll do appointments all every, like Monday through Saturday. Right. Um, but when you do that, it loses that aspect of like, you know, an, a genuine relationship based thing. Um like I've heard like if people make an appointment at these other places, uh, they just kind of don't even talk to you. You just kind of shop around and then you leave. Yeah, That's not yeah. what we want to do. We want it to be where you come in for an appointment. So our appointments now are open every Friday. So it'll be open from 9 a.m. to like 6 p.m. You have about an hour with us. But when you come in, you know, you have drinks. Like we have drinks for you. Like we'll have like sparkling water or regular water, like still water. Um, you come in and we like, you tell us your, like, you know, your weight and your height, if that's something that you feel comfortable doing. 
And we figure out these garments that really will fit your physique the best and what we have in stock that will really genuinely fit what you are looking for. Um, so we right. really take time. Like It'll be like, you know, me and then a few of our team members will be there. So about three of us, um, whether you're whomever you are, um, you could come in and like genuinely feel taken care of. And we wanted to make sure that it's an experience that you'll remember, you know, um, and like really feel like you're safe when you come. Um, So yeah, every Friday we have appointments and the way that we set it up is we have, it's all of the racks surrounded um, on the walls. And then we have like our, our table, like our work table right in the middle. Um, And then that's really it. We try to keep it super open, um, very airy, because it helps with creativity and it helps with like just like workflow in general. When it when you feel clustered, you feel kind of like you know a little bit less clear minded. Right, so we try right. to keep it really open, and um, we have like a, a try on area in the back um, where you could try things on, and you know just everything like that. We take your measurements, and when you leave, uh, we give you your measurements that we took, so you can have them forever when you shop online and. You know, we just basically do it like that. Yeah, man, that's something that I really appreciate. I, I, you know, it's probably one of those things where you could open it up more times a week, but you know, the the conscious yeah. decision to keep it to Fridays so that people feel like, you know, so the experience is something special is something I really appreciate. And I know you put a lot of time in, in kind of creating that 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 showroom open concept space for Plan, uh, make it inviting for people as well. Um. Which is, I mean, it's just great to see. It's just great to see that y'all that y'all are doing that. Um, but you know, for the audience listening, right? I want to get into more talking about what your day to day is, right? Like, what, what's the day to day for somebody who is a designer like yourself, right? Because that's what you are at this point. You know, you're a business owner, you're a designer. So you know, they they def- they vary day to day. Yeah. Um, so like Mondays, um, Mondays is like our main day where we like the whole team comes in um, for the for meetings, right? Um, it's mainly me, Bella, Alex, and Manu that are in there. Um, and we basically sit down, talk about the objectives for the week. And then we go into like doing orders and finishing orders out as well as figuring out the collections that we're dropping that week. So Mondays consist of, you know, figuring out the collections that are coinciding with what we want to present as well as doing lookbooks, um, and like creating a whole outfits with the products that we have. Um, so we go, that's from like, maybe let's say, you know, from nine, 10 AM to like 3 PM, we're working on all of that. Um, and then we meet back at, well, yeah, we meet back now at 3 PM to take, do all the lookbook photos. Um, so now we're taking everything, all of the photos in a studio that we rent, uh, and we basically take pictures of all of the things. Um, my friend Marcus, who's our model, he does an amazing job modeling now. He's he's amazing. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, he kills it. Um, so he's getting better and better every time. And he's like one of my best friends. And uh, he's an he's an angel. Um, yeah. So, you know, we he works, wears all the men's clothes and we style him. And so now we're actually uh, working on creating uh, like almost like a presentation on the website where with these lookbooks, um, we'll present the lookbook photo of the whole entire outfit. And then connected to that outfit photo will actually be all the products involved in that outfit. Um, so now everyone could shop the whole entire look rather than just like trying to figure out what pieces fit right. right. And like, what would look good with what, right, right. you know what I mean? So that's something we've been working on, but yeah, I mean, it's a lot of like 
different things every day. Like someone could hit me up about like buying them out uh, or like they have like specific pieces that they know that I'd really enjoy. So I travel to go and, you know, get these specific pieces for them. Um, another one could be me having a meeting with my production team about, you know, all of these silhouettes I've been talking about, um, any alterations that we have from further showroom appointments or, you know, alterations for pieces that we currently have, whether it be repairs or, you know, trying to make these specific silhouettes that we've been talking about. So a lot of, it's so different every day, sure. but it's, I'm usually busy all the damn time, but now I've kind of like brought it down. For, I'm trying to make it more like a nine right. to five because recently I kind of burnt out. Um, but yeah, so now it's a lot more balanced, which is really nice. Yeah. And, and speaking of burnout, I know that's something that that's probably really prevalent in the industry and something that you've, you've, you've dealt with too. Um, how, how, how did you deal with burnout? And, and when did you realize that, that like, wait a minute, like I'm doing a little bit too much right now? Yeah. Um, it kind of just became a thing where, you know, all I ever talked about was, you know, my business and fashion and, it kind of got to a point where like my whole identity was surrounded by my business and I didn't want that to be because I think I'm more than just what I present as like what I make money from, you know, as my actual career. Um, so I wanted to, and I kind of like, you know, talk to my therapist about things and just like making sure that, you know, my mental health is there because it's more about creating stamina for yourself more than just like sprinting, Mm. you know? Um, and I wanted to be able to enjoy, you know, what the business brings me. Um, but in a way that I can like now, you know, I could finally afford going on trips, you know, I could finally afford going and traveling. And so it's been really good to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I give you in terms of like trying to fight, fight burnout is like create a schedule for yourself that and stick to it. Like if you work from nine to five, work from nine to five. And once five hits, stop working. You know, no matter like what it is, it's really important to feel like you're, yeah, it's really important to just feel like, you know, work is work at the end of the day. And of course you love it, but you want to make sure you keep loving it. Cause at one point, if you keep doing it all day, every day, you're going to resent it and you don't want to do that. Yeah. Especially with a creative endeavor, like what you're doing, right? I know you have such a big passion for clothes. Like it, I'm sure it's scary to think about, you know, I'm burning myself out so much. I don't even like what I'm doing anymore. And, and that's really scary, especially when it's a hobby. That's also your work because, you know, it could probably put you in a dark place mentally when the things that you love become strenuous on your personal life, you know? For sure. Yeah, it definitely put me at a, a little bit of a standstill for a while because you just don't even think, I don't even think creatively anymore. I'm just like sitting there thinking about like, what the fuck am I going to do? Yeah. You know, and I, um, I don't know, like, you just draw a blank for a little while and you just kind of like, you always question yourself, like, am I doing the right thing? Like, yeah. should I get a job? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. those different thing, thoughts go through your head. So, so it's super important to really just like, you know, sit back and really enjoy the process of everything that you're doing. And as long as you keep pushing in the way that you're going, it's going to be, it's going to be okay. But always trust your vision, but always have a sense of, awareness of when it's time to stop and take a step back yeah i think a lot of people who are listening to this can appreciate that especially from a mental health aspect you know just taking care of yourself and trying to balance you know everything that you're doing in life um because that's everything it is i mean it really is everything right i mean if you if 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 your mental isn't straight i mean it really affects all aspects of your life your relationships how you eat how you move i mean everything you know for sure yeah i mean at the begin at the end of December, that was like a really tough time mentally for me, um, just with like a lot of changes going on and my own like personal you know anxieties and stuff like that. And 
I, I took the I, I took the whole month off and it really helped me like be able to like really hone in on what I love and you know started getting back in a groove of things and it's okay to take breaks you know we live in such a, a society and a world that is so fast all the time and you know you're trying to make it at such a young age but we're all young you know no matter age, age is about energy and if you have energy consistently you'll be okay so I think it's just more about like doing things that you love every day and if you can be progressing every day whether it's a little bit or a lot um you're doing good so don't feel like you have to and i think social media has a lot to do with that you know like people show how successful you know showing how successful they are and doing stuff like that but dude like we've had so much hardship like no matter how you know successful pro diary may look like there's been so many losses and you know our own issues that we go through that we just you know don't present and like so it's just a matter of yeah it's just a matter of just keep pushing through like it's about who doesn't give up in reality about all this stuff. I think it's important that you said that about the losses too, right? Like, and obviously it's important to keep your brand image and your own personal image, you know, straight in the way that you want it presented. But like, right, you know, th- there are going to be losses al- along the way. What, with whatever project you're doing, whatever endeavor, whether it's financially, you know, emotionally, whatever. I mean, there's going to be losses. It's just part of the, unfortunately, that's just part of the reality of it. But I don't think that's talked about enough. I think... Uh, specifically with Instagram, it, it's easy to see wins and wins and wins. And honestly, that feedback right. loop of just seeing people achieve and not seeing winning. Yeah, of winning. It, it's it, it's also detrimental to people who don't see that success because they think, what am I doing wrong? And when, when, when right. in reality, you're probably not even doing anything wrong. You're just not seeing everything yeah, else exactly. that's going on, you know? Right. You don't see what else is going on in the background. Like we just did a whole lookbook shoot um, recently, I think Monday. And I just didn't like it. I had to scrap the whole entire thing. And like, you know, we, there was like eight people on set and I had to, you know, get make sure everyone was taken care of. And I just, you know, you eat things that you don't love. And like, you know, it wasn't necessarily a failure. You definitely learn from it all. But like, we, we're not using it. You know, that was a whole day kind of spent on something that wasn't used. But, you know, you keep going and you keep learning. And then things get a lot more easier and a lot more just like more. You just get more awareness. 100%. 100%. Um, speaking of taking breaks and kind of a reset, y'all's website right now is uh, currently under maintenance. Uh, so what's, yeah, um, which is great. It's great to see. You know, I love it when brands do that. By the way, I think it's great when they close the website down because it it it's from a marketing perspective, it's a good sign of what's to come. But also, it's a good reset right. for, for the team. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I just wanted to talk about you know what's next. It it really is preparing for the pants drop, correct? Yeah, and a lot of new collections that we're dropping uh, uh, in the vintage world as well. Like, we're just creating a thing where, so we basically completely renovated the website, um, are presenting a a brand new thing um, towards what we want to present, and presenting it in a way that's completely different than the rest, you know, of other brands that are um, associated with the vintage world. Yeah, yeah. so we're really we're taking a step back and we kind of found a gap that we think um, we could present our narrative a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well as being able to um, just show what we think we're about in a way and, you know, take some time to really show because, uh, you know, not everyone can make a showroom appointment because people live in you know New York or L.A. or Chicago or Atlanta. So you can't just come to Orlando for a day. Um, right. So we want to make sure that you, you have that same experience in a online setting. So we kind of took a break um, and, you know, talked to a team to renovate the website 
And we added some new things. Like I said, the whole lookbook thing where you can see it and, you know, shop the look kind of thing. Um, so yeah, we're really excited to present a collection. I think this Friday we're going to present some vintage pieces and then we'll present probably another thing next Wednesday. And then, you know, our pant drop pop-up will be the Saturday after. A lot of big things to come, a lot of good moves. Yeah. But I think it's really cool that y'all are taking a reset. Also too, like, you know, just being able to kind of reshift your brand image, by the way, it's always scary, right? I mean, that's, it's not easy. Oh, yeah. People know you for certain, for some things. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's just talk about that for a second for you know, sure. quickly. Um, like, I mean, that must be scary to kind of not, not necessarily rebrand, but to, to start pulling out new images. Cause I mean, humans are creatures of habit and people like what they like, you know? Right. Exactly. And you know, same thing with me where it's like, I'm jumping in this unfamiliar setting where we're presenting our products in a different way than we ever did, you know? Um, like instead of taking product shots where it's literally just, you know, product shots that are on the floor. Now all of these product shots are going to look, yeah. look like they're on body. Like if you go on essence, all mm -hmm. of the product shots are on body. Um, right. so that's kind of like our inspiration and that's kind of where we're moving at the moment to make sure all those pieces, cause you want to see what pieces look like on a human, like they, right, you know, they, they look good on the floor, but you know, like what do they actually look like on a person? So we're kind of, we did that whole thing now that we're moving into and like the rebranding thing was really scary and it's still really scary. And like diving into the women's market is scary cause I'm not a woman. Um, so I don't really know, like, you know, certain pieces to wear, like what certain pieces correlate with the pro diary identity. So it's kind of like that in a way. Um, and we're just trying to make sure everything is all taken care of. Um, so it's definitely, definitely scary. Um, but we're excited. Um, I think change is really important because you don't want to, we never wanted to be a brand where we just present the same thing over and over and over and over again, because how much, you know, how much growth can you get? You know, at one point you'll get stale and that's really it. You don't want to be known for doing the same thing over and over again. So yeah, we kind of are moving in that direction where we're like trying new things. And I'm really grateful that we're at, we have that opportunity where we can actually, you know, take risks and take chances on like new presentations and stuff. And I think once everything is all said and done, I have a really good gut feeling that it'll pay off um, where people will really enjoy it and love it. I think so too, man. And I think it's great that you're diving into new endeavors like women's wear, right? Rebrands. I mean, that stuff, it is scary, but you're right. I mean, to, to progress and to grow and to learn, you have to take those chances and those risks. And I mean, let's be honest here, man. Uh, a year ago when we had talked in, you know, having the same conversation on the selective podcast, Right. I mean, I don't think I don't think you had any idea that this would get to where it's been, and I think that's you know that's it's it's incredible how how much it's grown, and it just goes to show that you know hard work can really really pay off and take you to somewhere special. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was one of those things that we just never. I just never stopped, and I never wanted to stop growing because I saw so much potential, and it's all because of everybody that supports us. Right. Like we just saw. Like at first, it was just one of those things where. I'm like, okay, I could get a lot of inventory and I could present my vision in a way. Um, but now, like with the pop-ups and stuff. And we're actually working on hopefully getting a pop-up space in New York during New York Fashion Week. Yes, um, yes. If everything goes well. If everything goes well, that, that'll be happening in September. But, um, and I'll keep you in the loop and everybody else in the loop about that. Um, but 100%. yeah, dude, it's crazy how things move and, you know, things move really quick and you, you have to be able to adapt to the quickness of things. And it's just one of those things that, you know, once you do something for so long, like I've been in this business and the clothing game for five years 
you know? Um, so it's one of those things that like you, you love and you can never see, you can't have a plan B with this stuff. It's either it's going to work or it's not. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, and I just kept trying to push it as much as possible. And I'm just super grateful that, you know, it's paying off in the, in, in the right direction at the moment. So, you know, thank you for everybody that's always supported us and is going to support us in the future too. So it's been really a really fun ride. 100%. And, you know, from a year ago to now, the growth has been incredible, but I think that goes back to your character and you as a person, you know, you're someone I consider a really good friend and, and yeah. a good friend because you you have such a great head on your shoulders and you really try and work hard with, with what you do. And that's something I appreciate. But, you know, I just wanted to say before we wrap it up, Congrats on the crop toady, which I know was around a year ago. Thank you. Congrats yeah. on the perfect tee, and you know, congrats on these pants that you're coming out with. And I'm, I look forward to the drop yeah. and and to supporting you guys. So, you know, Thank a lot you, of man. things to come. I know it's not easy going into into women's wear, but I think that's an awesome direction. I think that's a great challenge for you guys, and I think that's something that'll pay off. And I'm just really proud of what, what you guys have been able to do. Um, and I think a lot of people who are listening to this will get some really good insight. You know, it's for you guys, you know, one year really, really changed so much, you know? For sure. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think it's a big thing where it's like, you never know what a year can do. Like, I think mm -hmm. people are who have businesses and, you know, are waiting for that moment. It just takes one little thing. It takes one person to know. It takes one risk. It takes one thing, but it also takes a lot of consistency and a lot of like, n none of this stuff was luck. You know what I mean? Not saying that we're like the most successful brand in the world um yeah. or anything like that but a, a lot of this stuff was just me in, in my like my bedroom in my garage just working every single day and kind of yeah. just pushing this vision that no one else like really saw at the beginning but then like i used to go to the you know do everything where there's a lot of like vintage stuff here and a lot mm -hmm. of people that um, I would go and do uh, like find vintage clothes with and source. They always thought it was weird what I was doing or they didn't really see the vision of what I was doing. And you just have to stay true to what you really see. Cause at the end of the day, no one else sees it, but you, so you have to believe it. And then once you believe it and you start showing it, everyone else will start believing it. Oh, I think that's a great way to end off the pod. Alex is always, man, you always you know, bring us great insight, help us out, you know, understanding a little bit more of your vision and, Honestly, like you said, it's just crazy what a year can do. And, you know, I'm, 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 you know, yeah. Ivory, I'm such a huge fan of what you guys do and looking forward to supporting you guys in the future. So any last minute shout outs you want to give out before we get out of here? I would say just shout out to the pod. Retail Therapy is a dope podcast. Um, you guys are so informative on so many things and I think people shouldn't sleep on that. And I would just say, check out Pro Ivory if you can. It's literally at Pro Ivory on Instagram and ProDivory.com and Bro, I love you. I'm so glad you invited me on the podcast. And I hope that we can, you know, rekindle this soon when I come visit you in, in New York. And hopefully we have a showroom in New York City coming up soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Alex and I spent some, uh, he came up to New York a couple months ago. and We got to see each other in the flesh, which is always fun. We chopped it up. It was a good time. But yeah, yeah. Man, looking forward to having you back. Um, hopefully the showroom in New York City, y'all can get that solidified. And love to help you guys out there and see you out there and support you guys. So. For sure, buddy. I'm excited. For sure. All right, Alex. We're going to get out of here. Thank you all so much for tuning in to episode two of the Retail Therapy Pod. Obviously, a collection, uh, excuse me, an extension of the Selective Podcast. Uh, appreciate you guys' support. Follow us on Instagram at Retail Therapy Pod. Follow Pro Ivory at Pro Ivory. I'll also have Alex's IG linked in the description below. You already know what it is. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Peace.